Welcome to the Annihilate It podcast, a nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset podcast created to inspire, motivate, and elevate listeners to be the best version of themselves. This podcast is for anyone looking to improve their health, expand their mind, and live life to its absolute fullest. I'm your host, Alex. Now let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Annihilate It podcast. I'm going to be building off last week's episode, so if you haven't listened to that one yet, I do recommend it. Last week, I talked about six healthy habits you can start implementing right now. And these habits are your foundational habits, and they include staying hydrated, getting enough sleep, walking daily, increasing your non-exercise activity, reducing stress, managing stress, and practicing gratitude. So this week, I want to talk about what happens when you have these foundational habits down and you're consistent with them 80% of the time. What's the next step if you want to build on your foundation and dive even deeper into the quest that is healthy living? So to answer this question, I first want to draw the analogy of building a house. Before you can do any of the fun stuff, you have to build a strong, solid foundation. Once you have a foundation in place, you can add the walls and roof, which really give the house its shape and structure. And once the walls and roof are in place, you get to decorate the inside of the house and add in all of the small, fun details. Now, when it comes to your health, your foundation is built from your hydration, sleep, movement, stress reduction, and gratitude. And if you have not mastered these things, it doesn't make as much sense to focus on, let's say, a strict five-day training schedule, counting your macros within an inch of perfection. That would be like trying to build the walls of your house before the foundation is there. And similarly, supplements, uh, micronutrient intake, and biohacking are your interior decorations. Great things to focus on if you have a solid foundation and sturdy walls, but if you haven't mastered eating three vegetables a day, you really don't need to be spending hundreds of dollars on supplements every month and renting out the nearest sauna. So I strongly encourage working on your foundation before continuing. So if you haven't really mastered your foundational habits, start there before worrying about these next steps. If you feel you're consistent with your foundational habits, at least 80 to 90% of the time, they come really easy to you. They're second nature. They are in fact habits. Now, here are the next health markers you might focus on for deeper health in no particular order. Water. So assuming your intake is now regularly between 64 and 80 ounces, it's time to bump it up to 100 ounces or a gallon. Um, This is just to stay hydrated. So there is such thing as too much water. You don't need to be drinking two or three or four or five gallons a day. Um, But if you're drinking under a gallon per day, you don't really need to worry about drinking too much. So get yourself up to that 100 ounces um, or a gallon. And same thing with your steps. If you're now comfortably taking 7,500 steps a day, you can push yourself to get in 10,000 to 15,000 steps every day. Because hitting your foundation or your minimum is amazing, but why stop there when the health benefits continue to compound with even more movement? Studies have actually shown that only 2% of Americans will take the stairs. Why not aim to be part of that 2% every single day? And to take it even further, you can use your heart rate as a point of measurement. So check your heart rate each time you use the stairs. Over time, it will likely decrease as your body adapts to that stimulus and exerts less energy to do the same activity. So that's how you can tell that your movement um, has progressed and that you are doing more in less time. Now, the next foundational habit you can dive deeper into is sleep. 
because getting enough sleep is important, but getting quality sleep also matters. If you are in bed for eight hours every night, but you wake up multiple times a night, you never get deep sleep, you toss and you turn all night, or you wake up without feeling rested, then there's definitely room for improvement when it comes to your quality of sleep. So if any of these things apply to you, I recommend nervous system regulation through deep breathing, meditation, or listening to sleep apps, such as the Calm app or Pieces. No, I'm not sponsored by them. Those are just my two personal favorites. And these tools are especially good if you have an active mind and you find it difficult to relax or quiet your thoughts at night. If you apply all the sleep tips that I've talked about these past couple of episodes for three plus months and you don't notice any improvements in your quality of sleep, then I would suggest getting a sleep study done to eliminate any possible underlying conditions. Your general practitioner can make recommendations about where to have a sleep study completed if you have questions about that. Um, and I've had three done, so practicing what I preach. All right, on to the fourth tip. Let's say you've mastered macronutrients. You feel really good getting adequate protein and fiber every day. You don't demonize carbs or fat, and you understand the role that they play in the body. So you're ready to go deeper with nutrition. This would be a great time to focus on your micronutrient intake, paying attention to the vitamins and minerals you are or are not getting enough of. So you could get a blood panel or hormone analysis done to determine exactly which lifestyle markers you can improve upon and to see if you lack any nutrients. Be sure to look over these tests with a professional so you know what sort of changes to make to your lifestyle to be the healthiest you possible. Alrighty, before I go over the last four advanced habits you can add to your routine once you've conquered the basics, I want to take a quick break. Welcome back. I want to continue sharing some advanced habits you might add into your routine as you continue your quest to a healthier life. All right, I'm just going to come out and say it limit your alcohol intake. That looks different for everyone, and I'm not saying you can't ever drink alcohol, but it really is best to consume it in moderation. So alcohol is considered the fourth macronutrient because it does contain calories, but the problem is the energy produced by alcohol is toxic. Like Alcohol is a toxin. That means the body can't really convert it to usable energy. So what happens then? Well, the body has to spend its energy getting the toxin out of the body. And in order to do that, it slows down or completely stops the usage of the other macronutrients you've consumed. So in simple terms, this means your body isn't going to digest the calories you ate when it wants to focus on eliminating alcohol. But energy, right, calories, can't be created or destroyed. So if it isn't used, it has to be stored. And this is only one of the side effects alcohol can have on the body. So even if you aren't experiencing the worst of the worst when you drink, you don't notice any terrible negative side effects, um, you don't feel like it's crazily impacting your sleep, you don't feel like it's making you gain weight or anything, even hangovers have an impact on your well-being as they tend to reduce the amount of energy you want to utilize the next day, right? They weaken your performance and they make it really tempting to consume hangover food. So feel free to enjoy your favorite libations from time to time. But also don't be afraid to take a look at your habits around alcohol and make adjustments if necessary. A lot of my clients have a successful time implementing the uh, two by two habit. This is where you just drink two alcoholic drinks, two nights per week. So you get the experience and the taste without the hangover and you reduce the amount of bloat, inflammation and hormone imbalances often caused by alcohol consumption. 
the next one. If you've had a successful time implementing stress relieving habits, you might further push yourself in this area by learning about nervous system regulation, behavior change, deep breathing and meditation, or even seeing a therapist to work through any childhood trauma, or if you know, you've already done that, maybe you just need help working through any present challenges you might be facing. Knowing how to hold stress is a powerful life skill. We will never ever be able to avoid stressful situations entirely uh, because stressful situations tend to be out of our control, right? Or a situation that is out of our control can very easily become stressful. So we do, however, have a say in our response to stress, which is why practicing regulating techniques is so, so, so important. I cannot harp on it enough. Do not let stress be a silent killer in your life. It does not have to be. And this leads me to personal development. Personal development is a lifelong skill. There's always a new situation or experience for you to reflect on and grow from. For some people, journaling and reading self-help books will be enough, but others may find that support groups, professional guidance, one-on-one -on -one coaching, mentorships, and or spiritual practices will be really useful. So don't be afraid to explore and try new things. That is exactly how you learn about yourself. And finally, if you're looking for yet another push, you could set very specific body composition or performance goals and work with a coach to achieve them. Now, I might be biased, but I am a big fan of coaching and mentorship. I hire coaches when I want to learn something new or reach a new goal that's important to me because I know the expertise of a professional will help me reach my goal a lot faster than if I tried to do it on my own. I love learning. I don't think I'm an idiot. I don't think I'm incapable of teaching myself something. And I know that there are free resources out there to learn anything these days, like literally anything. You can learn it for free online. Go check YouTube. And again, this comes from a lifelong lover of learning. So it has nothing to do with me thinking that I'm incapable or can't teach myself. It's just that one-on-one -on -one guidance can be particularly educational, not to mention there's an extra level of accountability that typically helps me stay focused and disciplined. So I actually reach my goals and don't just talk about them. That's a big, big thing, um, especially for myself, just reflecting on that, right? I'm really good at learning. Again, I love it. I love collecting new information. I love studying. I have ADHD, so when I hyperfixate on things, it's I just collect all of the information. But that information doesn't do a whole lot for you or for me in this example if you aren't applying it and actually using it on a day-to-day -day basis. So again, that's where I might hire a coach to help me take the information that's in my head and actually apply it to real life. Coaching and mentorship may not be right for every person at every moment, so I'll throw that out there, but I don't want you to discount it entirely because it can be so freaking helpful when it comes to leveling up, right? So I'm really big into storytelling. Most people know that The Lord of the Rings is my favorite fantasy um, ever, favorite story just about ever. And so I just want to draw the comparison of Frodo, right? He said, yes, I'll take the ring to Mordor. Frodo has to do it. It has to be him, all of this stuff. But he didn't do it alone, right? He, he got there a lot faster with Aragorn giving him directions, with Gandalf giving him directions and being by his side, with Samwise Gamgee, who wouldn't 
leave him, who quite literally was like, no, bro, I'm coming with you. We're doing this together, right? So Frodo had to carry the ring. You have to actually do the actions to get towards your goals. But having help and guidance can make a world of difference. All right, there you go. Actionable steps to reach just about any health goal you can imagine. And if some of these feel complicated, that's okay. It's because truthfully, they are more complicated. They build off a sturdy foundation, so it's really important to have that in place before adding even more complicated details to your plate. Start with the basics, then add more. And if you ever feel like you're falling off track, as they say, go back to your foundation. That's always going to be your number one priority. So if you get lost, start there. All right, I hope you found some of these ideas helpful. If you want help getting started with your foundational habits or your advanced habits, please don't hesitate to reach out. I want you, I want to help you discover the badass warrior that you are. All right, friends, thanks for listening. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Annihilated Podcast. If you liked this episode, please be sure to comment, leave a review, and share it with your friends, or even consider making a small donation. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts and feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out. Now go out there and annihilate it.